Well, hello, this is Ron Cohen of the firm of Greenstein, Rogoff, Olson and Company, and this is our Tax Update Podcast. Today is March 2nd, Tuesday. It's 1.09 p.m. in the afternoon, and things continue to move quickly. Well, one of my uh, most uh, uh, loyal listeners got to me and said, you know, uh, you should get through your caveats a lot faster. So uh, I, I think he's right, and he'll probably be listening in his Tesla to my podcast. So thank you for that uh, that little improvement in my format. Today, we're going to cover um, the fact that there is, I was wrong last week, there is 6.7 million returns from uh, uh, last year, from 2019, that are not yet uh, uh, processed. And I'm going to literally read most of this article that came out on the 28th of February that outlines literally pain and suffering throughout the the, the country related to uh, how the IRS is processing or not processing or incorrectly processing returns. Okay, then we're going to talk about the uh, recently passed American Rescue Plan, the tax parts of that. Uh, I won't give it enough um, uh, uh, diligence to, I'll just hit some of the major items. And we'll talk a little bit about IRS interest rates that everyone always asks me about. Now, last week, I skipped talking about uh, Form 1099-NEC and the California issues. So I'll come back to that. All right, quickly, some caveats. One, uh, take no reliance on what you hear on this podcast. In order to be a client, you have to sign an engagement letter, give us all your information. We have to get back to you with a thoughtful response. Uh, Plagiarism is okay. Because in the tax world, we're not writing novels. We're just trying to get to the lowest possible tax. And um, we go from the code, regs, what other people have written, what's published, trying to get to that lowest tax. We're going to talk about no politics. You can listen to other podcasts all day night, all day and night on political issues. I often do. Uh, but we'll only talk about politics to the extent it relates to a tax issue. Um, we do returns, tax returns uh, for several thousand people, and we do tax planning. Feel free to call us. I'm at 510-797-8661. My direct extension is 237. Our website is www.grocogroco.com. And we'll put a lot of the information you hear on this podcast in the show notes so you can look at it in more in depth. And lastly, we are no cheerleader for the tax system. I think it's intrusive. It's tedious. It's overwhelming. It's too complicated. But we all have to do the best we can and try to get A's, not B's, not B pluses, but A's on every tax return we file as best we can. All right. So for my favorite listener, I think I went through that pretty fast. <laughs> and let's get going on it. All right. Uh, you know, just this morning, I uh, walked into the office. There's a little confusion here in the office. Did the IRS change the April 15th deadline? Is it going to be July 15th like last week, uh, like last year? Uh, last week, I talked a bit about how the IRS was saying no. Uh, members of the House Ways and Means Committee, the subcommittee, uh, uh, issued a letter to the Commissioner of the Internal Revenue Service listing out a lot of pertinent question, uh, reasons why we should do it again. Do it again. We, uh, give everyone an automatic extension on filing and payments until... July 15th. But so far, no, absolutely not. 
the uh, IRS commissioner came out mid-February saying, nope, we're keeping the original deadlines, just it's going to be a normal year. And we can get into questions, well, it isn't a normal year. There's still a profound amount of uh, virus out there and people trying to comply with certain lockdowns. And at my office, nobody's at my office. Uh, We're all working from home. Maybe four of us come in here. We stay away from each other. We're complying with all the California rules. Somebody comes by my door handles on my office and washes them three times a day as California rules comply. We don't walk past each other in the hall. We find other ways to do it and uh, wearing masks and so forth because that's the rules of having anybody in the office. So we dutifully comply. And, I, and so forth. Um, um, so, yes, um, this year uh, will have its continuing challenges. But uh, as I mentioned, uh, I want to go through uh, this article by the uh, tax advisor, uh, by Susan Tompor of the Detroit, Detroit Free Press, dated February 28th, 2001. Amid recent requests by the AICPA, the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants, which is for me, I'm a CPA, that's our national association and lobbying group uh, and and regulator who overlooks what we do, make sure we're doing it right, and the National Association of Tax Professionals, uh, that's for people who are enrolled agents or other, there's uh, three or four different categories of tax preparers, and they have their own clubs. Uh, The IRS uh, that the IRS extend the 2021 income tax filing system season, excuse me, millions of Americans are still challenged by a backlog at the IRS of income tax returns from last year. Michigan resident Christine Brandis gathered her paperwork in February, including a 1099-G for state unemployment compensation and a W-2G for some gambling winnings at the MGM Grand Detroit, the only bright spot in a money-losing 2020 year. But she's looking at taxable income now. Rondis, 48, sent her form to the tax return preparer by encrypted email, talked on the phone in her living room on a cold Saturday morning and had her 1040 prepared remotely as part of the COVID-19 precautions taken through the Accounting Aid Society in Metro Detroit. Now she waits and wonders. The Detroiter, who has been out of work during the pandemic, is expecting a tax refund of more than $4,500 for 2020 via direct deposit. She's hoping she'll see the money sooner than than an anticipated refund for her 2019 income tax return, which is still hanging in limbo somewhere. Oh, that's just, I've never seen it, 40 years. Never seen that kind of time time delay. Ms. Brondis says, uh, it's been over a year now. They accepted my taxes last year on February 7th. It doesn't seem like it should go that slowly, but there's nothing I can do to speed it up. And she is absolutely correct. There is nothing you can do. I've made the phone calls. I've uh, tried all the special phone numbers I have. And they just smile and say, hey, we'll get back to you. Often you call the IRS and you go through a phone gauntlet, you know, press one for this, press five for that, you know, this. And they tell you all kinds of things that have nothing to do with why you're calling. And you finally get through it and you think you're on the right path. You made it. The heaven is coming. You've waited sometimes 20 minutes and then you hear click and you're gone. 
And so all that investment in going through the gauntlets down the drain. Okay, back to the article. The COVID-19 pandemic turned the tax season upside down last year. Even now, millions are still dealing with the aftermath in 2021. Their 2019 returns were filed in 2020. The Internal Revenue Service said in mid-February that it has yet to process 6.7 million individual income tax returns for 2019 based on data through this January 30th. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's never happened. It's unbelievable. Okay. Getting those returns processed and any refunds involved in hand may require additional review, dealing with corrections and addressing some ID theft-related problems where the IRS needs to work with the taxpayer, according to the IRS. Most 2019 federal income tax returns have been processed, but the lingering problems are significant, enough that the House Ways and Means Committee is asking the IRS for answers and calling for the IRS to extend the tax return deadline for 2020, the returns we're working on right now, tax returns beyond April 15th. One year later, quote, quote, one year later, another unique filing season is underway, and many of these same pandemic-related difficulties and challenges persist for taxpayers, practitioners, and the IRS, close quote. According to a letter dated February 18th, which we've reported on in this podcast, signed by U.S. Representative Bill Pascrell, sorry, of uh, New Jersey, the chairman of the House Ways and Means Subcommittee on Oversight and others on the committee. The letter was addressed to the IRS Commissioner, Charles Reddick. Nobody ever wants to wait a year for a federal income tax refund. It's money that many people often use to pay holiday, holiday bills, winter utilities, and even going to the doctor after delaying visits because they don't have the money. And I'll say a lot of people use it for their real estate taxes if they own a home. Uh, so that's completely blown if, if it didn't show up. Uh, but the backdrop of economic uncertainty surrounding the pandemic makes things even more troublesome for those who lost jobs and had ex expected extra tax refund cash many months ago. Some who faced headaches with those tax refunds said they had trouble getting their stimulus cash, too. Errant tax notices trigger frustration. Yes, we talked about this. The confusion has continued into 2021. In early February, the IRS sent out notices to about 260,000 taxpayers nationwide that claimed that the people had not yet filed their 2019 return. One small problem? Many of the taxpayers did file their 2019 return promptly last year, but the IRS has not yet processes, processed them. Oops. Later, the IRS issued a statement that essentially said, don't panic or respond to the CP59 notice if you did not file a return. And by the way, I said, no, that is incorrect advice. You always respond to every notice to be on file that you responded. Now they can throw away the, the response or do nothing with it or it makes no, it's moot as they say, but uh, you always respond to anything you get from any tax authority to keep the file built and to make sure uh, your side of the story is in there because you don't know how much, how many other times they're going to mess it up again and how many bad things they're going to accuse you of. So uh, 
I still hold by that. Uh, even if the IRS says don't respond. Nope, that is not right. Uh, due to pandemic-related shutdowns, the IRS has not completed processing of all 2019 returns at this time, the IRS notice said. Therefore, the CP59 notices should not have been sent because some portion of the recipients may have actually filed the returns that we are still processing. There is no need to call or respond to the CP59 notice because the IRS continues to process 2019 returns as quickly as possible. The IRS regrets any confusion caused by this mailing. Don't agree. Respond to every notice you get from any tax authority, even the real estate guys, the sales tax guys, anyone. Naturally, many taxpayers who received these notices were nervous. According to Lori Moore, principal in the Wealth Management Tax Department of Plante Morgan in Southfield, Michigan, her clients, she said, knew they filed their 2019 tax return last year back in April or earlier. See, that's I, I can understand if someone on extension into October might be getting some of this or maybe someone who really filed late in December. There are people who do that. But someone who filed in April, it's, un, it's unbelievable. Moore said the notices are automatically generated by the IRS system, correct? But taxpayers would want to consult with their tax advisor to confirm if their notice was sent in error, as many returns were sent but not processed. They're in the IRS system in some way, shape, or form, Moore said. Right, always respond to any notice, even if it's for, uh, doesn't really matter and all get worked out, you always want to. I'm sorry for repeating, it's such an important point. You always want to have your side of the story in the government files. COVID-19 sent IRS agents home. The IRS, like many businesses, had to quickly figure out ways to work remotely during the pandemic. But many things didn't go very smoothly. I do not think COVID-19 has had the huge impact, has had a huge impact on 2019 returns, Moore said. Well, that's not true, as you just heard. Irish processing centers shut down early in the pandemic last year. Piles of paperwork sat untouched for months in truck trailers. This is about the fifth time I've heard that. The IRS last year acknowledged delays involving the filing of paper returns as a result of what it calls COVID-19 mail processing delays. We, we, we were getting notices for some clients who electronically filed. We know they filed. We have all the receipts, all the uh, unique ID numbers that are the e-filing receipts, and they say they don't got them. So um, really troubling. Um, the delays aren't just limited to paper returns. Yes, that's right. Through Though, as tax preparers said, taxpayers told the free press that they e-filed and still couldn't get their situations resolved last year either. Some who electronically filed voiced frustration about their missing tax refunds from their 2019 tax returns too. Now, let me just add uh, an editorial comment, right? So the law is replete with penalties, right? You sneeze in the wrong place. You file something the wrong way. You don't pay by the right date. Penalty, 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 penalty. But on their side, of course, COVID is, is a problem. On their side, there, there's no... Uh, there's there's no uh, consequences to the IRS. They say, hey, we couldn't do it. So you needed that refund. You called the IRS 15 times. You wrote follow-up letters, and they just threw it in the file and and 
tried to do the best they can. So I, I, uh, and then another editorial comment. Here we are in 2021. Computers are everywhere. My father filed 70 tax returns a year because he had to do it by copying the returns on a Xerox machine in the 1970s. I, I do I do almost triple that amount because I have laser printers and instantaneous uh, software and things in the cloud. So we can't figure this out on the, on the government level. Okay, well, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to get too political. Even CPAs see trouble. They're calling like, hey, can you check on the status of my refund? Said Antonio Brown, a CPA in Flint, Michigan, whose tax uh, whose firm prepares about 300 returns a year. Brown, who is chief executive officer of John L. Financial Services, said one client is due a federal income tax refund for his 2019 return for about $2,300. Another married couple is waiting for nearly $6,500 in a federal tax refund. Quote, I've never experienced someone waiting 10 or 11 months for a refund from the IRS, and I've been doing this for a while. I've been doing it for 40 years, so he's absolutely right, said Brown, who has been preparing taxes 16 years. Ah, see, I've got like almost triple what you have. Uh, and uh, as a member of the Michigan Association of CPAs, the taxpayer who was owed $2,300 had e-filed. That's really troubling. But later received a letter in November requesting that he authenticate his identity, Brown said. I had this happen on a client. The information was sent, but still no refund by mid-February. We had a client file, uh, uh, had a refund coming, no change in address. Life is just the same as it always been. And they sent him a letter saying you have to go to this side IRS website and uh, go through another gauntlet of 20 questions to prove who you are. And if you couldn't prove who you are adequately on this uh, side IRS website, you now have to schedule an appointment at IRS Service Center. And it's almost like this real ID stuff, you know, for your new driver's licenses. You got to come in and prove out who you are. When nothing much changed in your in your tax return, always lived at the same place. So it's really it's really disturbing. They can they can put up another barrier, another barrier, another rule, another delay. No consequences. Sometimes they'll pay you some interest, uh, but but you wanted the money. You don't want the interest. That's uh, I've said that to an agent. I don't want your stinking interest. I want the money. The guy filed. He filed appropriately. Bam. All right. Going on here. In some cases, Brown said people said people people aren't finding the information they need when they go online to IRS.gov. Like, well, even if you. I mean, irs.gov is an overwhelming website. For someone like me, it's very, very helpful because I kind of understand what I'm looking for. Otherwise, it's just completely daunting and under overwhelming to the typical person. Assuming they, you know, a lot of people can't even use a keyboard well. I'm not criticizing, right? People are old. People have disability. Oh, oh, go to our website. Well, I can't type or I don't type well or I, I my eyes can't focus anymore. On, anyway, you get my point. All right. Um, the IRS website will say the return is in process. That's at uh, where's my refund dot uh, gov. Yes, at the IRS. But it's been there in process for months. Yes, people might expect an eight week to to twelve week delay relating to a refund where there's an issue. But going months on end is highly unusual. Well, it's it's actually illegal. It's not legal. It's a theft by the government to keep your money that long. It's unfortunate. Ah, yes, yes. Very, very, uh, very passive aggressive. You know, it's unfortunate. 
it's a tough thing for the American people. Yes, easy for you to say you don't have a refund coming. You tell them to file timely. You tell them to square up with the IRS. Yet, he says, money isn't arriving properly when it's time for the federal government to pay that refund. Last August, the IRS announced that interest payments were being made to to 13.9 million taxpayers who experienced unusual delays in receiving their tax refunds. I don't want your interest. I want my refund. <laughs> uh, the interest applied to those who filed a 2019 return by the July 15th deadline last year and either received a late refund or received a refund in the future, according to the IRS. Mail delays, fraud alerts, slow things down. We're just seeing delays across the board with the IRS, says Lisa Paul, principal and director for state and local taxes at Riemann in Grand Rapids. If, for example, the IRS sends a notice on the matter, she says, it could take 60 days to 90 days longer than usual now to get the matter resolved. Everything's delayed. So you get a notice, hey, you made a little mistake in the return. There is a real problem, and uh, but you sort it out. You're happy to pay. Uh, send it, okay, and, and and you send it in, you hear nothing. You hear nothing. You have, hear nothing. Uh, it's almost impossible to chase to res resolve it. She speculated that the IRS seems to have shifted some of its resources last year to working with employers who needed to file amended returns to take advantage of some of the new corona re relief rules that could put more cash into employers' hands. Yes, they were substantial ones, and we instructed everybody who this might apply to, to please call your payroll company because it's complicated and there's much to do. Such efforts, she said, might have diverted resources that normally could have helped some individuals. Oh, cry me a river. I cry me a river. I don't care. These people pay their taxes, give them their refunds. Uh, mail delays in general did not help. Yes, the U.S. Postal Service, I don't want to cast dispersions, but it has just been terrible. I mean, it's been taking more than a week, even now, to mail something within the Bay Area, uh, from here to San Francisco, from Sacramento to uh, to Hayward. I mean, I can name you 10 examples. Things take over a week uh, to move 50 miles. Okay. Uh, Matt Hetherick, the Director of Individual Tax Programs for the Accounting Aid Society of Detroit. That's a very uh, lofty and uh, uh, valuable. I appreciate what he's doing. People need help. Said all the initial correspondence by the IRS to taxpayers is to the U.S. Postal Service. In addition, the taxpayers respond to those notices by mail. Right, it's mail, mail, mail. Uh, so you so you have double delays, triple delays. Delays in processing tax returns were exas exacerbated to some degree, Heather Rich said, by the delays in the U.S. Postal Service. Like, uh, duh. Okay. He noted that the IRS fraud detection filters were flagging returns that required written correspondence too. Prove to me you're you. Prove to me you're you. Uh, and here I get a little uh, uh, revved up. The IRS lets prisoners in prison file fake tax returns and steal people's IDs, but they make you have to prove seven different ways that you're entitled to your refund. Really, really shame. These letters that the IRS sent out can be for many reasons, but oftentimes can be just for verification, just, just for verification of certain things such as identity or accuracy of information, uh, income verification, 25%, uh, includes including tax return. He said, hey, the IRS has a duty to do its job, which is to verify tax returns. No problem at all. God bless them. I would never want to have to do that. It's a hard job. 
but you got to do it quickly. You got to have to just, you know, everything. Now, when I deal with the IRS, everything's three months. Everything's three months or longer. Although frustrating to taxpayers, this is done to protect all from individuals perpetrating fraud. Uh, these failed, these fraud filters were delaying refunds of up to 120 days from the resolution, Frederick Rich said. Well, uh, you might recall that e-filing and the internet was supposed to protect us all and make it so that we could all work three days a week because things would be so easy. And in fact, everything got worse. Everything's gotten worse. Many of these problems started a year ago when the IRS needed to put social distancing measures in place to deal with the pandemic. Where are IRS workers now? The IRS office that worked uh, with some taxpayers by appointment in Detroit was closed nearly the entire year from March 2020 through February 2021 due to COVID-19 restrictions. But the Detroit office is now open and taxpayers can make appointments. But elsewhere, the taxpayer assistance centers remain closed. You can't go talk to somebody. I mean, my whole career, when you really got stuck, like here in Fremont, you could get yourself in a car, you could go down to either Oakland up north or San Jose south, and you could wait in line, you could take your number and wait two or three hours, and, and you could get in front of somebody who could get into the computer and tell you what the heck is going on. Not now. The IRS said more offices will open when resources are available and restrictions lift. See IRS, blah, blah, blah. Taxpayers who continue to wait for refunds and face other headaches can also reach out to the Taxpayer Advocate Service, an independent organization within the IRS that helps taxpayers with problems they can't resolve. And I've used that, and it, it does work. Uh, but you have to have the IRS has to have really, really failed badly, like two or three times. And then the Taxpayer Advocate Office will listen to what you have to say, you fill out a form, and they do get back to you in a couple of days. And often they can fix it. So that's a valid comment. We are operating in the most efficient way possible, considering the health of the public, our employees, and the resources we have, says Luis Garcia, an IRS spokesperson in Detroit. Using a wide range of precautions, Garcia said, we have safely brought employees back to do mission-critical work where people must be physically in the building. The IRS stated online, as of February 19th, that its operations are open to process mail, tax returns, payments, refunds, and correspondence. However, the IRS stated COVID-19 continues to cause delays in some services, including live phone support. No joke. Live phone support is like uh, almost impossible. Processing returns filed on paper, answering mail from taxpayers, and reviewing tax returns, even for returns filed electronically. The IRS said online, we're processing all responses in the order received. Well, that's not true. That's a lie. Stuff came in back last July and they haven't been so whatever. While we are opening mail within our normal timeframes, processing these responses is taking lo longer than usual due to social distancing resource restrictions. Well, that's government double talk and it's not true. I know for a fact it's not true. They're taking, they're cherry picking. They're taking things out of order they're triaging. They figure, well, this is more important than yours. So, all right, whatever. Garcia said the IRS has hired new employees who won't know anything. It'll take them two years to learn anything. But right now, its capacity for return processing operations is mostly dictated by COVID restrictions. As of January 30th, the IRS found 65,000 
IRS employees that were teleworking either in part or time or full-time. Well, God bless them. That's great. Uh, about 27,500 IRS employees are reporting to the IRS facility either part-time or full-time. About 40% of that group, 11,000 workers, are assigned to processing centers, 64% of those in offices part-time or full-time. In recent months, we have continued to resume our important operations in facilities while still maintaining maximum telework whenever possible. Cool. All right. Late last month, he said the IRS began recalling employees who have non-portable work and have previously been eligible for weather or safety leave since March of 2020. The vast majority of these employees work on our campus facilities, the big service centers in Fresno, Ogden, Utah, Hotsville, New York. Uh, there's the one in Kentucky. They're all over. The decision to recall these non-teleworker employees was made after extensive discussion on the need to balance serving taxpayers and ensuring employee safety in the workplace. I, I completely understand. My firm does the same thing. We continue, he continued, all IRS offices have safety measures in place. We are following CDC guidelines to clean and disinfect socially distance IRS occupied space. Employees entering IRS facilities must self-assent. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's right. Now, the IRS is providing much information to taxpayers online. It is indicated once you, uh, you've you answered the notice, you you don't need to answer it again. That's right. Send it in and wait. Six months may go by. No news is no news. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just no news. We're working through all taxpayer replies on a first-come, first-served basis, and we'll process your reply on the date it was received. We appreciate your, pension, uh, your patience. That is not true. I've had some replied to and others not replied to. And they are not doing them in order. Shame on them. I still don't have my money. Patience is something many people ran short on long ago now that they've been waiting roughly a year for sizable sums of money. Uh, Brodus, who we talked about at the beginning, isn't sympathetic to the IRS's problems. She's frustrated that she doesn't have the money she needs to pay her bills, such as what turned out to be a high-cost financing arrangement taken out to cover a car repair. Listen, we're a big firm. We have affluent clients. Um, they don't have to go through their days generally worrying about if there's money in their checking account and if they can do a car repair. But I have complete, and I once was a person who went raising kids in a small family, you know, trying to make sure we could get through the month. Uh, thankfully, I'm a little better off now. This is important stuff. The government took your money. And in the case of 2019 returns, they took your money now almost two years ago, right? And they won't give it back, um, even though you're fully entitled to it. Rodas, who claims the earned income tax credit for low to moderate income families has expected uh, had expected a refund of $3,600, which is a tremendous amount of money to many people. So, hey, I'd want it. And she said she filed her 2019 return via TurboTax. That's great. She also anticipated receiving the first stimulus of $1,200 last year and another $600 this year. But she didn't get those stimulus checks either, nor did she get the little um, a debit card that some people have gotten. She now had to apply for stimulus cash in her 2020 return. Right. There's a way to claim a credit on your 2020 return if you didn't get what you're entitled to before. And um, what a mess. 
in in the fall, the IRS sent a letter to her that asked her to prove that her daughter, who is 18 and on on the autism spectrum, lived with her in 2019. This is this is what they have to do, right? She said she received a confirmation in February that the IRS received the paperwork in uh, in December, right? Rodas even had the Postal Service try to confirm that the IRS received the information. Doesn't matter. It's a black hole. You, you have a, a postal receipt, but it's gone to the black hole. And they'll reply when they reply on their terms. Forget the fact that you were trying to calmly, you were trying to timely and accurate comply with all their rules. Experts say it could take the IRS a few months to deal with such correspondence given the backlog. Duh. Uh, <laughs> I got all the information immediately to them, and I didn't and still don't have any of my money, Brodus said, who lost her job as a caregiver in July 2019. She was unable to find work after the pandemic hit. I've called the IRS, but they're giving me the runaround. Brodus is now receiving tax resolution assistance through the County Aid Society Low Income Tax Clinic. Some of those organizations do great work. By filing 2020 federal return, she claimed the recovery rebate credit for the two missing stimulus payments. She also claimed the earned income tax credit based on her 2019 return, thanks to a change in the rules that reflect ongoing unemployment for many lower income workers during the pandemic. Uh, the IRS noted on, online this year that the uh, earned income tax credit refund can be expected as soon as the first week of March if you file your return online. We'll see. Uh, you choose to get your refund by direct deposit. We found no issues with your return. Okay, so hopefully. Uh, this year, she said her estimated tax refund is 1800 in stimulus money. Uh, the 2020 return is smaller than she expected uh, She as she owes federal tax and state taxes on her unemployment benefits. Excellent point. A lot of people got all these unemployment benefits under the COVID uh, CARES bill, and uh, they are in part taxable. They're taxable. Yeah. So it depends on their certain uh, thresholds before it kicks in, but um, could um, could uh, as well it could create tax as well as the taxes on her gambling winnings. Well, <laughs> why is she gambling? But hey, I'm not judging. I'm not judging. <laughs> the IRS is working to resolve issues. While many tax professionals say the 2020 tax headaches continue to get resolved, others say they're still hearing from unhappy customers who are wondering why they have not seen, they're not seeing their refund money. The IRS is caught up on the mail, but must deal with other issues that need clarification on individual returns, according to Keith Corbin, the new IRS chief of taxpayer experience officer. Taxpayer experience. I'll tell you what my taxpayer experience is. Oh, my gosh. A newly created position designed to better help the agency address taxpayer problems. Give me my money, Mr. Corbin. <laughs> that's that's my, I hope that's the goal of your new position. Corbin also serves as a commissioner for the IRS Wage and Investment Division. See, so these bureaucrats, right? Oh, I'm in this club and I'm in that club. And, and they're away from the basic principles. People paid in their money. People filed their return. They're entitled something. Give it to them, right? Oh, let's have another commission. And always remember, a camel is a horse built by a commission or a committee. <laughs> and there we go. Uh, those returns really are waiting for us to get information or work with taxpayers so we can resolve those issues. What? 
when the 2019 returns are processed, he said, taxpayers would receive any refund owed as a paper check in the mail. Well, I, fine. Taxpayers are encouraged to continue to check, where's my refund? Like you have nothing better to do, but keep inputting, where's my refund? For their personalized refund status. But the site also notes some issues, such as delays in some updates. How long many, how long many people have may have to wait for the 2019 refund remains unknown. So that they're just, we don't know. We are processing returns we received over the summer due date uh, through the July 15th uh, date, said Garcia. So they're back in July. They're back in July. Uh, so this is all subterfuge. Uh, and um, the one, anyway, we are rerouting returns and taxpayer correspondence from locations that are behind to locations with more staff. And we are taking other actions to minimize delays. Great. So my letter to Ogden, Utah is being sent to Kentucky. Isn't that great? <laughs> he noted that tax returns are opened in the order received. It's a lie. It's not true. As the tax returns are processed, it may be delayed because it has a mistake, is missing information, or there is suspect identity theft or fraud. If we can fix it without contacting you, we will. If we need more information uh, or need to verify that it is you who sent the tax return, we will write you a letter. The resolution of these issues depends on how quickly and accurately you respond to us and the IRS staff trained and working under social distancing requirements to complete the processing of your return. Well, okay, I get that. I buy it. Okay, there's a month or two delay, not 10, 11, or 12 months. The vast majority of returns that are filed go right through, he said. Well, okay, apparently not. Uh, 6.7 million, all right? The IRS is encouraging taxpayers to file 2020 returns electronically or to opt to have refunds directly deposited into their bank so they don't have to pay the money to write you a, write, send you a check. About 90% of federal income tax re returns are filed electronically, yes, and that's good. Taxpayers once had to file paper returns when the amended return 1040X had to be submitted by mail to the IRS. But the IRS finally, finally, let me editorialize, finally, after we've asked for this for 15 years, please let us amend our tax returns electronically. No, can't do it. No, can't do it. Finally, last year, yes, you can do it. Someone may stay, still need to file a paper return if you, you're married and still seeking relief as an injured spouse. Say your spouse owes past due debt. Okay, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, and uh, you could need to file a paper return if the IRS rejects your e-file return because someone else uh, already filed a return for you. Yes, that's a disaster. Anything that has to be completed by paper is just going to take more time. All right, you've had a year. You've had a year. Uh, experts suggest that people start talking to their tax professionals and working on trying to file their returns as early as possible. Mm -hmm. They should move forward as if this return this year will be a normal year. Well, that's uh, the punchline here. As far as we can tell from everything we've read, there will be no automatic extensions to July 15th. So we should all just deal with it. Uh, if we have to file extensions for most of our high-end clients, we file extensions anyway because their information's not all available by April 15th. And, and there we go. So thank you very much. I read that article because so much real world pain, suffering, misrepresentations, uh, uh, things I would readily dispute 
are not true. And um, it uh, has never happened like that in uh, the 40 years I've been practicing. So I hope that information is helpful. Okay, so uh, let me quickly point out that uh, uh, people ask me, well, what's the interest rate if I underpay my taxes? And what's the interest rate if I overpay my taxes? And we'll put in the show notes, Revenue Ruling 2021-06, that um, if you overpay, the IRS will pay you 3%. Now, that usually starts 45 days after you file. Uh, they have to uh, get it get it to you. There's some interesting rules about net operating loss carrybacks, where they've had your money for a number of years. I won't go into all that. But more importantly, what people ask about is what's the rate if I'm underpaid, because they're often in trouble. And it's 3%. It's been that way for a while. There's some different rules for large corporations. Really big ones have a 5% rate. But uh, so it's three and three, three on overpayments, three on underpayments. Um, and that's uh, by intent because three is a fairly high rate um, on the uh, for the underpayment to try to get people to pay their taxes and not try to effectively take a loan for the IRS. The state rules here in California are similar. Okay, last year, last week, I skipped a discussion of Form 1099 NEC. So for years, uh, if you were an independent contractor, uh, the person who paid you had to send you a 1099 MIS, MISC, miscellaneous, saying, hey, you're self-employed, uh, you're not my employee, uh, but I paid you, so uh, it's over $600 in a year, so I'm giving you a 1099 miscellaneous, and um, then you go, you as the recipient of the money, go and file your return, and the IRS is looking for you to file the return because the person who paid you sent that 1099 miscellaneous to the government. So it better match up when you file your return. The IRS knows you earn the money. So they carved out that piece and created a 1099 NEC. Some of the payments to independent contractors go on a new form, 1099 NEC. So the dilemma has been, well, all these 1099s, the federal government, IRS, has all, always been sharing with state tax authorities. Now, I'm old enough to remember that you filed the 1099s with the federal government and the state government. This was years ago before all these computer systems. So uh, you got to file, send them into the IRS, send them into Sacramento here in California. Tons of paper. And it was once mentioned that uh, the, much of, the amount of paper for 1099s could go up and back to the moon several times each year. Just to, uh, you know, but, but that's how they trace things. If you get audited, they certainly pull up all your 1099s issued under your social security number, make sure you paid your taxes. So, uh, uh, so again, they now they have this NEC. Uh, well, the old 1099 miscellaneous and most other 1099 forms. Nowadays, with computers, the IRS just shares that information here in California with the Franchise Tax Board once a year, maybe more often. The Franchise Tax Board gets a huge computer download from the IRS of all the 1099s. And so if the, if the Franchise Tax Board does an audit of your return, they have that data. Uh, the person paying you didn't have to file it twice, once with the IRS, once with the state. Uh, seems perfectly reasonable, giving all the computers and scanning and high-tech stuff we have. For some reason, the NEC form has not been put in that program. So you file one with the federal government, but the federal government has not set it up to give it to the state government. So, of course, the Franchise Tax Board, who's always on top of things, 
put out a notice saying, hey, you got to send us a copy of this NEC, just like the good old days. And I'll, I'll put in the show notes information as I did last week about you got to just, like I say, do you got to print out by paper or we have software. Everybody who does this has software to issue them, but now you have to send them in twice. There's an FTB uh, address. Uh, they were due to California by February 28th. So this is March 2nd. That's already late, but don't uh, worry about that. Actually, it was M March 1st because February 28th was on a weekend. So the due date was March 1st and today's March 2nd. Uh, if you're late, don't worry. Just send it in. You might have a penalty. They very rarely assess late filing 1099 penalties. And it's much, 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 much better to have filed a 1099 than to have not filed a 1099. Let me give you the biggest reason. There's lots of reasons. I won't cover every uh, legal aspect of it. But the biggest issue is, is let's say you're, you're a business and you pay this independent contractor $20,000. And you're sure he's not an employee, he or she, they're not an employee. Okay, because if they're an employee, they should have been on payroll and you're off to the races on that. But you're sure they're not an employee, right? And you didn't send them a 1099 on the money you paid them. But, of course, you remembered to deduct what you paid them because you want the tax deduction. You, the payer of the independent contract. Well, you get audited by the IRS or the FTB and you did not issue a 1099 to the person you paid. Both the IRS and the FTB have absolutely rock-solid legal authorities say, well, just because you paid it, there's no question you factually paid it. They got the money. It's part of your trade or business. There's no issue that the a deduction is you know, not appropriate. It's appropriate. However, because you didn't issue the 1099 to the guy that got the money on audit, both of those authorities can deny you the deduction. And that we've seen that implemented in a couple of audit situations, and it is big money. And of course, so you lose the deductions, you've underpaid your taxes, you owe the tax, you owe the uh, uh, you owe substantial penalties for uh, not paying all your taxes on time, you owe interest. Uh, so you want to file all 1099s, including 1099 NEC, and you may have to if you didn't or. Uh, if your service provider, your payroll company, whoever you do the 1099s with, did not send a copy to the Franchise Tax Board, uh, you have to. Very odd, very unfortunate, uh, very old school. <laughs> uh, and hopefully they'll get that fixed for next year. All right. So uh, my friendly producer tells me I'm at 40 minutes, which is uh, long enough of listening to my babbling. Again, I'm at Ron Cohen. I am Ron Cohen at uh, Greenstein Rogoff Olson and Company in beautiful downtown Fremont, California. We're at 510-797-8661. I'm at extension 237. Our website's www.groco.com. All this is in the show notes. Feel free to call at any time for tax help, planning, uh, so forth. And uh, appreciate your patience. We'll have some more issues. I, I didn't touch on the American Rescue Plan, which is uh, I believe what it's $1.9 trillion, another trillion dollar bill. And I'll just take 30 seconds to say, boy, oh boy, you know, it used to be if you had a tax bill that was 300 million, <laughs> yeah, it was a big deal, right? And then there was 100 billion and 200 billion, big, big tax bills that Congress would fight and the president would fight for months and months and months, hearings, review, so forth, House, Senate, the president signs it. 
Here we just let go another 1.9 million. Now, again, not political. I'm not judging. You can decide whether it's for worthy causes, but I'll just say I will pick that up uh, next week as uh, we digest that bill just passed recently and we're able to digest the uh, uh, benefits and detriments on taxpayers. Okay, so thank you very much for your patience. Uh, feel free to send us any any comments. I'm Ron Cohen, tax partner here, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.